Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special edition of the Chop Up as tonight we do not have food for thought. Bruce Nolan and Nate Geary both are out on, you know, they are out this week with a messed up voice. I don't know how you want me to say that, but we are going to honor my man Bruce Nolan like only we can. So, ladies and gentlemen, before the Chop Up starts, let's go with my man Bruce Nolan. You raise me up 
to my man bruce nolan what is going on ladies and gentlemen it is a special edition of the chop up normally y'all know how it is we go on saturday nights and it's me my boy throws for the girls and my man antoine staley today tonight it is just gonna be me and my man Sturles. uh antoine is on bye week he thinks that he's a player this week he's like i'm part of the jets and you know he's a jets fan nowadays Sturles. so he's yeah. part of the jets so he's taking this bye week so it's just gonna be me and my man Sturles. Listen, I gotta shout my man Bruce out real quick about that. Um, I, I had to play that before <laughs> before the show because everybody knows, um, you know, this week Bruce is out with his. I think he has a cold. He has some laryngitis issues going on. My man Nate Gary's out, and I figured, what what is a Friday really without Bruce Nolan and Food for Thought? So I had to play that, man. <laughs> how, how, how would you rate Bruce's performance there, Sterles? Hey, hey, Bruce is in there getting it. My man even had a vocal run. He hit the falsetto. He, yeah, he, he was he was doing his thing in there. So shout out to Bruce, man. You know, we all just aspire to be like you, dog. Yo, if I had half the talent that Bruce has on this, right? like that you singing, he doing the stew. He a chef these days. He doing it all. But listen, I do have to let y'all know that this is the chop up and y'all listening to this or watching this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What is up, Sterles? What's going on, man? 
Man, I've been uh, I've been sick for the past week, dude. It's been it's been ridiculous, man. But uh, I had to get on here today. Uh, I'm 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 on the men, but it's rough. I don't know what it is. If it's COVID, flu, it's something. But uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Man, I don't know what's happening. Do everybody gets? I, w- I was sick um, about a week and a half ago, but it was kind of like it fell right around the show, so I was like able to kind of recover in between. But but man, it's just it's crazy. Everybody, it seems like everybody's getting sick. And like you said, whether it's the flu, COVID, and I feel like every time I get the flu shot, it's worse. Yeah, that's what it feels like, right? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me at all. No, they they encourage us to go and get these shots, which I get it. You get the vaccine and it's supposed to help you fight it off whenever whatever happens. But but no, man, I feel like I don't get the flu when I don't get the shot. And then when I get the shot, I get the flu and it's trash. It's like, but whatever, whatever. Let's get into it, man. Uh, So last night. Last night I, I, I was so I'm one and um, I'm zero and one this week on my picks. So I'm starting off bad on the bad foot. I thought that the Falcons were gonna try and you know figure out a way to really take take the number one spot on, in that division. The Panthers was like, nah, I forget what y'all talking about. Panthers end up winning twenty five to fifteen. They had a really good day out of um, Freeman. I mean Foreman. Foreman ran all over them boys. Um, let's talk a little bit about this game. Tell me what your thoughts were, and I mean other than the fact that Mariota is cheeks other than that like what what did you notice and i'm sure we could still talk about mariota but what what did you notice in this game well for, uh, speaking for the falcons man at some point when, when we gonna get desmond ritter in there i mean i, I think it's time bro it, it is time uh mariota i mean it's a cool story you know he's been in the league for it feels like forever uh mm-hmm. but he, he he's just not that good of a prospect i think he's a decent backup quarterback but i think when you're the falcons i mean you have to ask yourself what what are you what is your end goal? And I'm not sure what that is. Um, I think it's different. People say, well, you know, you look at the Bills when McDermott came, you know, they they clearly wanted to win, right? Fail and win at the same time or tank and win at the same time. But, you know, they the Falcons just can't do that. So, you know, look at – and then you look at Carolina. I mean, they won, right? Like, they uh, – Deontay Devontae Foreman is dope. He's super dope. And then you got Baker Mayfield on the sideline, headbutting dudes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, man, I, I really don't like Thursday night football. And last night's game was no different. Uh, but hey, shout out to the Panthers for getting a dub. You know, shout, uh, the, the uniforms were, were sick, but the Wakanda uniforms, bro, the Black Panther uniforms, I, I like seen them. some people. Yeah, I've seen some people hating on them. I like, I mean, first, I, I like Black you know, like the full yeah. black uniform on anybody, really. Like the Cardinals did it out here in Arizona. I love it. I love it when, you know, like I would love if the Bills got a black, like I don't even know how to, the color, like the color scheme would go, but like to, to the black helmet with the, man, I would love it. But I thought the Panthers came out and they looked pretty good, man. I Honestly, I loved it. I loved it. So um, I agree with you. I think, I think it's time to sit Mariota. I think it's time. Um, wait, before I even get there. Let's talk about Baker headbutton people. Okay, yeah. It's like now you know I've been I've been super critical of Baker since he's come into the league, really. Like I, I haven't liked him as a player. I haven't liked him as a personality. I feel like he was kind of too cocky too soon. And um, you know, he wasn't winning, but he was doing a lot of things that that winners do. And I just didn't I, you know, so because of that, I didn't get with it. Man, last night, okay, PJ Walker is not overall a better quarterback i'd be talking my stuff on twitter just to get people riled up but pj walker is not a better quarterback but he's won as many games as baker 
yeah. this season, Baker was complete trash, and they haven't won anything with Baker. P.J. Walker's actually winning a couple games with them. So um, I, know, I know the coach came out and said that P.J. Walker will continue to be the starter uh, going into next week. What is – what? I mean, the downfall of Baker Mayfield, to my delight, is 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 weird. But but like, what what do you see that, that I don't even know how to ask this question, man? Because it's just so weird seeing a number one overall pick fall to this, you know. So like, what what are your thoughts about how the, the Panthers are handling the situation, having two of the top three picks from that draft class, and then both of those guys are not getting the, the play at quarterback, and then you got PJ Walker coming in, and now DJ Moore looks like a wide receiver again. Yeah, I just think that P.J. Walker offers more in terms of athleticism than Baker Mayfield for one, um, you know, and I think it's a whole I think it's a confidence thing with Baker Mayfield at this point. Like we know he can play football like it's he can play, mm -hmm. but we're just not getting that. And I think, you know, I guess you, I guess it goes to more of a psychological standpoint. Like the guy is one of those dudes that plays with, you know, the world on the shoulders, a chip on the shoulder. And I think he got humbled in a sense, and he doesn't have. It just doesn't seem to me like he has that edge anymore. And so you look at PJ Walker's a complete opposite, where he has confidence, like he just don't care. Like he he's gonna throw the ball, and he's gonna get it to his playmakers. And that he may not have, you know, all the, you know, when you look at pre pre and post snap reads and stuff like that. But he's giving guys an opportunity to make plays. And so uh, right now, I mean. P.J. Walker is a better prospect right now than Baker Mayfield. I think Mayfield is lacking in confidence. I think Mayfield is cheeks, but whatever. We can move on. <laughs> he's just he's just bad, bro. Like he's just and I know, like I said, I know I've been talking stuff about him for a long time. Like when I did the the uh, the garbage bag, and I'm like, oh my Baker jersey came. Like you know, so I know I've I've been rough on him, but. The thing is, there's a reason why, man. Like, if you look at the way this guy has been playing when he was playing, you there's nothing about him that makes you feel like he was a number one overall pick as a quarterback. Like right. nothing. And I, I don't know. I just I don't I don't get it, man. But all right, let's move on because, like I said, that's, that's not even like that game was that, Thursday. I agree with you. Thursday night this season has been horrible. Um, there's been a couple games sprinkled in there that we've had fun with. Obviously, Bills fans have fun week one. It wasn't a good game, though. We just blew them out. Like, we blew the, the Rams out. Still wasn't a good game. So, it's just not many good games this year on Thursdays. And uh, hopefully, the NFL looks at that. But I feel like the NFL is about to try to figure out how to put games on more nights. Like, I feel like it's going to be Friday night soon. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – I just feel like it's coming. And, you know, I, I kind of wish it wouldn't, but – you know, whatever. Let's get into let's get into this weekend. But before we do, I see you. I see you flexing your colors. You know what I mean. I see you. <laughs> I see you with the Michigan blue. I see it going. Uh, so so let's talk about the Wolverines for a hot second because I know you want to you want to throw some love out there. Oh, uh, you know, I'm just saying we undefeated, number three in the nation. Uh, and, and I think you know Thanksgiving weekend, man. They they gonna play Ohio State in Ohio, and they, I think they're gonna win. I I don't think this team is uh they're gonna win a national title. But I do think they're going to beat Ohio State and be in the college football playoff. So that'll be two years in a row for them. But uh, you know, it's I love rocking the maze, bro. This 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 maze here is uh it's 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 clean, dog. The Jordan brand, you know, was over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know, so it's that's my spot. Yeah, it's always fresh when your team gets the Jordan logo. Like when it get when you, when oh, you yeah. get the brand, it's like, oh man, we here. We, we oh, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some Bills merch. Like, or matter of fact, I need to get some chop up merch with some Jordan. I gotta reach out. Yeah, like like Jordan knows me. I gotta reach out to Jordan. Get some, get some chop up. <laughs> hey, he'll, he'll hook you up. Hey, but that's the champion uh, hoodie. So them 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 joints fly, bro. 
Oh yeah, we all right with it, man. I gotta get you and, and Antoine one, man. We gotta gotta make that happen. But but so yeah, I, now I'm you know me, and I, I've been talking a little bit this year about college, but I don't really watch it. I don't get down with it. My team is LSU. They started off rough. They made it. They they look like a squad now. They yeah. doing that thing. So so next year, because I know they already out of the playoffs, so it's like there's no chance. But next year, I'm gonna be talking that talk with you. So you know, I'm happy for your boys. I hope they really do pull it out again. So who y'all play this weekend? Nebraska, they're gonna oh, yeah, they're yeah, gonna sure. kill Nebraska, they, they, dude. Know. Did you hear the rumor that Dion will probably be taking that that job at in Nebraska? Uh, if he does, that man, that I could think of a few other places that Dion Sanders should go other than Nebraska. I, I don't I don't think Dion the way he is is a fit for that that kind of uh, culture. If you ask me, I think he needs a bigger city, you know, more vibrant city. Because uh, who's gonna who wants to play at Nebraska? And I know if he goes there, people will play. But I guess it comes down to how much of it willing to pay him. Well, I, I agree with you as far as like who he is and the type of city. I feel like he could benefit the most in. But I mean, the idea of him going there and, and converting the because you see what he's doing where he is, and it's like yeah. H. First of all, we already know HBCUs or you know what I'm saying. I, they yeah. not they they haven't had the the same attention and energy um, that they've been getting since Dion has gotten there. So, I mean, if he could do that and, and generate attention and, and money and all of that stuff to, to these schools that, that he's getting them on ESPN consistently. He's doing so like, I just can imagine what he would do at a program like Nebraska. Now, again, I agree. I think he could go elsewhere and, and, you know, had that place really off the charts if it yeah. wasn't Nebraska, but but we'll see. I just I, I wonder what your your opinion was on that, man. I, I read that not too long before we went live here. Yeah, I love Dion, man. I, I love what he's doing for the HBCUs, and you know he's he's got his sons there. You know uh, his I mean his coaching staff. You know he talks about how he's doing this because he wants them to get a payday. You know what I'm saying? Like that that to me, man. He he's a trailblazer. He's always been a trailblazer. Of always. Sorts. So this this is uh this is nothing different, but. The fact that we're even talking about an HBCU right now just goes to yeah. show how much impact that he's had, right? He turned down, you know, Florida State wouldn't even look at him to be a head coach. And don't you think that like that's that's your best player that to ever walk on the uh in that campus and you wouldn't give him an opportunity to be a head coach? It's just crazy. Just think if he was at LA uh FSU, they that the recruiting there will be nuts. But again, it is what it is. Man, I, t- I hope homie come out to uh to Arizona State, man. Like, you know, Herm is gone. You know what I mean? Forget whatever they're doing now. Forget that. Bring Dion out to Arizona State, bro. Like, when I tell you what, what Phoenix would be like with Dion Sanders as the head coach to that school, I'm going to just, bro, I'm going to just, I'm going to just tell you, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Phoenix would, would be ready for it, honestly. So, because, because that dude, he would, oh man, please, please. And bring Dion, Dion is so drippy, dog. He is so too, drippy. Too saucy. Just <laughs> over. And he's been like that. He's yeah. been like that. So, all right, moving on. Like I said, we I'm not huge on the college talk, but I wanted to get that in there. I saw you repping your boys, and I wanted to talk <laughs> a little bit about it. So let's get to the games, man. We got a, we got a couple good ones coming up. Um, the Seahawks and the Bucks is one that I think, obviously the Buccaneers' record right now is four and five, so it doesn't look like they're as dangerous as we would think in the past. I still think that they have all the pieces to be just as dangerous. And then you got the Seahawks at six and three, who is a surprise to everybody. Like nobody thought Geno Smith would be this dude. Yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I love Kenneth Walker. Uh, what yeah. he's been able to do 
for the Seahawks, man, is uh is awesome. You know, and I the fact that they're six and three is extremely surprising. Geno Smith is playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league. You know, where's Justin Herbert at? You know, we, we heard for so long how Justin Herbert was just as good as Josh Allen. Well, Geno Smith is is balling out. Kenneth Walker, uh, you know, I thought Pete Carroll was kind of done as a head coach, really. It's like he's – I know, did too. But, but he's, he's proven that uh, he's still got it. So uh, I hope the Seahawks win this game for sure. I, I, I'm definitely – Definitely, which, but I was talking major stuff about Pete Carroll last year. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh man, he's done. He's a horrible coach, and this and the third. And you get rid of Russ, and I mean, I don't even want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Like, so I mean, is the problem Russ? Because because Pete Carroll obviously still knows how to coach. That team still is. The Seattle Seahawks look completely different and better without Russell Wilson, and and Russell Wilson now is messing up. We don't have to talk. I know. I know you hear it a lot in Denver right now, but he's completely messing that franchise up. When everybody kept saying, "Oh, they're a quarterback away," they finally get a quarterback, and now it looks like they're a whole lot further away. <laughs> it's like, oh, what is happening, man? Man, yeah, Russell, Russ, that that whole thing is just crazy, man. I don't know what the Broncos are gonna do. It's and you you look at all those draft picks they gave up. <laughs> they, they're screwed. I just feel like they're screwed, man. So they you know, they got to figure it out. Unless he wakes up, you know, like if he wakes up and puts it together. But I don't know if that's right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a guarantee that it's going to happen. But let's talk about that game. They go up against the Titans. The Titans are five and three. The Broncos are three and five. Um, we just talked about Russ. Um, I don't know. There's part of me that still wants to have faith in that team because I, th- I still think um, Jerry Judy is a beast. I think Cortland Sutton's a beast. I think, um, you know, I, I think the team has pieces that. Yeah, would make anybody who look at a football team on paper be like, yo, this is going to be a good team. So I still think like at some point they should be able to put it together. But then you got the Titans. Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry again. And that makes me nervous as a Bills fan. Like as far as like I know we we already played yeah. for the season, but come playoff time, we just got smacked twice when it comes to the running game. So now I'm seeing Derrick Henry look like this again. I don't know if I want to see Derrick Henry come the first uh, the first round of the playoffs or the second round. Yeah, you know, uh, I will say this about the Titans. Uh, you know, him and Malik Willis with that read option, that that's that's deadly. That's, you know, he, we know Malik ain't throwing the ball much. They're not asking him to do much. It's still, you know, midway through the season. So he's got some weeks to kind of get it together. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Derrick Henry. Anytime Henry's on the field, man, it, it, you, you got to be worried about it. And their defense is coming mm-hmm. around. I still don't think that if the Bills and the Titans were head-to-head, I, I still give the, the edge to the Bills. I just don't think they have enough firepower uh, to, to hang with Buffalo. You know, you can you can control the cost for so long, but at some point, Malik Willis will have to make plays with his arm, and I don't think they're able to do that consistently because they really don't have anything outside. But back to terms of this uh, Denver Broncos game, it's one of those – and this will make sense to, to uh, Bills fans that whoever gets the 20 points will win the game. You know, these two offenses, in my opinion, they – they have their their big time deficiencies, um, and and Denver's defense is really really good. You know, it's a, it's probably it's a top five defense in the league. So and so I have to give the slight edge to to the Broncos just because Russell Wilson at this point is better um, than Malik Willis. You can't hear me. There you go. Good now. Um, as far as as far as this weekend, I'm not sure, obviously, but but you don't think Tannehill is going to be back in when he's healthy? You think it's is going to? You think they're going to stick with uh, Malik? I think you should. I mean, what are you waiting for? You know what Tannehill is. You drafted Malik Willis in the third round for a reason. 
let the kid play, man. Okay, I'm with you, but see, so when you because when you were talking about the Bills, you know, it's like even even with Malik, listen, they they took the Chiefs to overtime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and so even with Malik, you're right. I don't think that they have the firepower to like if Josh is on like week one and week two, they don't have what it takes to to go like that. But I mean, last what we've seen the last couple weeks, it ain't been week one and week two. It's been <laughs> it's been slim pickings when it comes to what the offense has been able to do. So I don't know. I just feel like if if the offense isn't producing like what we want it to, and Derrick Henry is going and and whether it's Tannehill or Malik like if they if they find a way to just keep themselves in the game and then have the ball at the end of the game I don't know man it could go either way but I agree with you about this weekend especially if if Malik Willis plays I just there's part of me that just feels like and I say it every week and I've been wrong every week so far this year but part of me just feels like Russell Wilson is going you know he's going to wake up and that offense is going to look a whole lot better, and Jerry Judy is going to actually help me win a game in fantasy this year. Like I, I just one game, he's going to help me win one game. You just need one. <laughs> just, just <laughs> I just need one from this dude, man. He's so uh, it's so embarrassing. Let's talk about the Lions and the Bears. This one is a little fun for me because I think I think the Bears. I know they're three and six, and they're going against mm-hmm. the two and six Lions. But the three and six, I think I think the Bears are starting to finally figure out how to use Justin Fields and. I think that could be scary for, for teams in that division. I think it could be scary even for teams not in the division. Like if you have to play the Bears, you look at the schedule and it's like, oh, okay, we should we should smack them. It could be a trap game for a lot of these good teams. So uh, what what is your assessment on how like at the, fir- the very first couple games of the year compared to now, uh, how the Bears have switched up using Justin Fields? Yeah, you're seeing him, they're using him more as a runner. You know, Justin Field has like 600 yards rushing on the season. Uh, I think he, he hit over 100 yards last week. So you're seeing him evolve and using his abilities, that this guy-given ability, which is his athleticism, uh, which is carrying him right now. We saw this with Josh Allen when he first came into the league until he figured out, you know, the passing, you know, and all the nuances of the position. He He's starting to lean on his legs. So, and it's helping the Bears. And, and you know, we when you – the, the last week against the Dolphins, man, they, the Dolphins should have been smacking them boys. They should have been smacking them boys. I don't know why, you know, they're, they're letting uh, Justin Fields and these guys hang out. But I'm glad that some of the heat's been off of Justin Fields, that, you know, he's starting to to look a lot better. I mean, you you want the Bears to to show some glimmer of hope, man. These guys, when your uh, best quarterback has been McMahon, you're like, that, yeah. that's a story franchise you they kind of you you want them to show some kind of uh pulse on offense so he's giving them that right now maybe they, this offseason they can get some receivers for him but i like where justin field is headed well they made a trade for uh claypool i like claypool i know uh some some other everybody else it seems like i talked to are, is is more critical of claypool than i am i think claypool is is gonna be a fine weapon for him out there and i think obviously mooney out there with him i think he's gonna be a good I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if they if they really can protect him and get one more weapon on, like, get yeah. another receiver to go with those two guys, and and the tight end is good. I would get a better running back. I understand people like Khalil Herbert. Some people like David Montgomery. For some reason, those guys just haven't been able to put it together as a running back tandem this year. You get a stud. Like, you draft one in the second or third round that that really can make some things happen. I don't know. I I would be nervous about that offense, really. I would be nervous to go up against the Bears offense if they were to find another receiver and another running back to to really help that offense move. Justin Fields, is going. he's going to be nasty for a long time. If I were to handpick a running back for – 
the Chicago Bears draft wise, it would be Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. I think I think he's a guy that could be available for them in the second round. He he's got a lot of speed, man. The dude is super fast. He's shifty, catch the ball in the backfield. I think that would be the perfect complement uh with Justin Fields back there. I'm trying to think of his name, and my uncle's gonna kill me because he's a huge army fan. I want the Bills to get the kid from the army. The the running back. Uh, he my uncle gonna kill me. We talk about him literally every week, and now I'm having a brain fart. Um <laughs> It'll come to me throughout the show, yeah. and I'll bring it back up. There, but but there's a running back for the Army college team, and they, this dude, when I tell you, it, it'll come to me. But anyway, so let's talk. You know, I know we normally wait to the end to talk about the Bills, but let's talk about this Vikings and Bills game, man. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know where I want to start. Oh, man. have you? Uh, my question for you is, have you let go of last week yet? One more time, my phone. I'm sorry, my phone started. Ringing. Have you let go of the loss last week? Are you past that now? Oh yeah, I was past it. Honestly, the the night of, you know what I mean. Okay. Like, I was I, I was in New Jersey for that game, and um, there's certain things that I saw live, and then when I went back to watch it, I especially was like, okay. So, so for me, when I look at the Jets game from last week, I think it, it comes down to a couple things. One, um, I do blame that loss on Sean McDermott. I don't blame it as much on. Uh, Josh Allen and his injury and because that was late I don't blame it as much on like I don't know what a lot of people really blame it on but to me it comes down to coaching and and it comes down to uh, really making the proper adjustments to to make your team be in a position to win the game and what I feel like Sean McDermott normally does like for this season we've we've been and even last season it seems like we go into the half and then we make these adjustments and it's like okay the Bills ain't playing in the second excuse me, in the second half, he didn't do that Sunday. I, I didn't feel like we saw that those same adjustments from McDermott or from uh, Leslie Frazier, even defensively. Now, the defense did enough to win. Like, when you hold a team to to 20 points or 20, you know, like, it, it's enough to win. My issue with it is, offensively, it was very clear that the Jets' defense, the Jets' cornerbacks were doing enough to to not get our wide receivers as involved as we want to see. I needed to see a whole lot more Devin Singletary. I needed to see a whole lot more. Now, you you trade for Naheem, Naheem Hines. I understand that he's still new to the offense, so he might not know it. I, and I'm not – please hear me when I say this. I don't need everybody bashing me. I'm not comparing him to Christian McCaffrey. But you see the team traded for Christian McCaffrey. He was active that first game. and He, he didn't – he wasn't doing plays where he had to quite know the playbook. It was literally just, okay, let's, it's football. We're going to line you up here. You run to the left. If, if it comes down to it, get Naheem Hines the ball in space. If that's why we got him, get him get him involved in the screen game. Get him involved in some slants. Like something to where, okay, if if Gabriel Davis is not catching the ball, if Isaiah McKenzie is not doing his job, and if other players aren't, aren't – okay, we trade it for this guy. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, see, let's see what type of weapon you are going to be to help Josh out. So I just feel like they didn't do enough um, – to switch up offensively to to really say we're better than the Jets. And even if our top guys aren't performing, because really second half Diggs was, you know, I'm not saying he was nowhere, but they shut Diggs down. So it's like, at some point you got to, if you're, if you're number one and your number two ain't working, you have to be creative enough to make the right adjustments to say, 
we gonna beat you with this. Right. We've been talking all year, all summer, man. We've been talking all of this shit about how our team is so much uh, deeper than everybody else, and our third stringers are starters on other teams. Okay, well, this is the game to do it. This was the game to do it, and and I didn't see that. You get what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. so. And I'm sorry, I just went on this whole long, but, but I mean, but that was my issue with that game. What what were your um, observations, or what what to you? What do you think was the reason that we lost that game? Josh Allen was the reason we lost. Um, you know, the Jets, they did good. They they played cover six. You know, they, they're putting a lot, a lot. They're flooding the zones. You know, I think this is another layer than last year. Last year was cover two, right, cover four. And the Jets just pulled up with cover six. And Josh has kind of been, I don't want to say lazy, but he's been chasing the deep ball, chasing the, the big play. He's got to get back to what we saw in the first few weeks, which is taking those short completions and just calming down, letting it, letting the game come to him. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm sick and tired of Gabe Davis. Yes, I said it, and people are going to hate it, but he's not a number two wide receiver, um, you know. And when when he needed to step up the most, he didn't. Like Gabe disappears in games, man. He just mm-hmm. disappears. And so I think as much as I want to blame Josh Allen for the loss, I got to look at – you got to see why Josh Allen is starting to press again is because outside of Diggs, he, they have nothing. No, Nobody's producing, right? So, you know, I, I, I just think that, yeah, for all those people out there who say, we don't need Odell Beckham, the sure hell we do. Oh, yeah, you need Odell Beckham because Gabe Davis is a – put. You know, Gabe Davis is playing like a number three or number four kind of receiver. I mean, how many catches on the year? Does he have 20 catches on the year, maybe? No, I think he has 16 or 18. Okay, so, yeah. So, I mean, come on, man. Like, this this guy was supposed to be that dude, number two. And he's going to be wanting a contract soon. And and there's no way, if I'm Brandon Bean, I'm paying him $20 million a year. There ain't no way, dude. So, um, but again, that that's we're in the middle of the season. You know, I know the NFL season is not linear, so you're going to have these moments in the season, and it's it's easy to become, uh, you know, captivated by the moment. But at the same time, I feel like Gabe Davis uh, needs to step up. Now on the defense side of the ball, this defensive line, man, like Ed Oliver, where you been? Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, that, and I know everyone can say, well, he's been struggling with injuries, and uh, dude, Ed Oliver needs to step up, man, and uh, you know, say what you want, but. We're just not. Uh, we're good, and we're. I think we're the best team in the league, but we're not uh, untouchable, to say the least. And I think we need to get that in our heads, real quick. I, I hear you too when you when you put it on Josh. Um, but again, I, I okay, I, I can put it on Josh. But my problem with putting it on Josh, I don't think Josh is perfect. So I'm not. No. This is not me. You know what I mean? Like this is not me saying. But no, my quarterback is is not that. The thing is. Josh decided, okay, I'm gonna put this thing on my shoulders. Got us two rushing touchdowns. Without those two rushing touchdowns, man, it just would have blew us out, bro. And so it's like I can't like, yeah. There's there's one side of it where it's like I agree with you, like Josh is pressing and he's doing too. But then it's like when your number two or your wide receiver one B is dropping passes and he's not catching. When Isaiah McKenzie don't get me started with Isaiah McKenzie but when Isaiah McKenzie is basically non-existent in the way that we thought that he would be good and then you got Dawson Knox getting paid what he's getting paid to catch nothing you know like at this point it's like I can't put it on Josh like I've seen several passes and I'm sure I'm sure you've watched the game back 
I've, I've seen passes where Josh put it on the spot oh, where yeah. it was supposed to be, and these boys dropped it. And then yeah. it's third and 12 instead of third and three. And then we have to – so I just – I don't know. Like, I don't know. Let's let's move on. We got the we got the, the Minnesota Vikings coming. Woo. The, but you make a good – your, everything you're saying is extremely valid. I think, bro, I think this is going to be the, the offseason where – Bean spends a lot of assets on that offense. I think you need skill players, and I think you need offensive linemen. You got, you got to. I, but it's I, like, I, I thought he did. You know what I mean? Like when you look at a roster, the way we were talking, I thought he did. We got yeah, Gabriel we were, Davis. We were wrong. We got, you know what I mean? Like, we oh, wrong. we bring back Isaiah McKenzie. He's a weapon. He's such a Swiss Army. I've like never been offense. a fan of McKenzie as a player. I, I've never been a fan of him. I tried to hype him in offense. I did. Like, yeah. Truthfully, I've been critical of Isaiah McKenzie the same way I've been critical of Baker Mayfield. Like I've I've been that rough. <laughs> no, I have. I have because because remember, like so after Andre Roberts left, and everybody was like, "Well, we got Isaiah McKenzie for punt and kick returns," and I'm like, "No, you remember last season? Yeah, you came to the opener with me, and I talked that talk, and then the very first return of the year, he had like a 70 yard return. So I'm like, "Oh man, Isaiah might actually prove me wrong in this." And then for the first like four or five weeks of the season, everybody was like, "Yeah, but he has the he's averaging the most return yards. So how can you not be?" Yeah, because he had one for 70, and then he had one for four, one for eight. Like, that's not a kick return. Like, you, what are you talking? Last season, he there was a reason he got benched on special teams. Yeah. So then I'm like, put him in the offense. Put him in the offense. He's going to be good at those those drag routes, and he's going to be good at at doing these little you know, these little jet sweeps and stuff. Man, listen, he got two touchdowns, I think, or three touchdowns on a year. God bless him. Thank you for the touchdowns. But I'm going to just tell you, man. Give me Odell Beckham Jr. If, if he's not healthy, if he's not ready, uh, what's happening with, with Brandon Cooks? Like, I know he wants out of there. Re- talk to that man. Yo, you can come get a Super Bowl. Let, yeah. Let's 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 yeah. work out a contract where we can afford you. You come get a Super Bowl, work with a quarterback that can help you get your numbers where you want them to be. Go down as one of the greatest wide receiver, receivers of all time. We'll work it out, man. We got money coming in. Like, the, 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 the TV deal is going up. We got some money happening. We'll figure it out for you eventually, but come in and let's win this damn Super Bowl. Something. But but right now, man, and I'm not kicking Gabriel Davis while he's down, but I'm going to just tell you, he's not he's not wide receiver two, and that's not a diss. Yeah. He's not wide receiver two. Thank you for saying that. And, and I'm not – I am i don't want to come across as kicking a, kicking a man while he's down, but, like, people made excuses for him early in the season. Well, his ankle It's like, that don't, that don't affect his hands. I'm sorry. Like – He's dropping passes, man, at critical moments, dude. Like, here's the thing. You're 6'2", 6'3", right? I am so tired of seeing wide receivers let the ball hit their chest when they catch the ball. That to me, bro, you are 6'2", 6'3". Your whole, your whole, go get it. Like, like, I was arguing with somebody on Twitter. I was like, if that's DK Metcalf, you you know he's coming down with that. I'm still mad that we just Justin Jefferson comes down with that. He's six foot tall. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm I'm like, hey, come on, dog. Like, come on, bro. But see, that's the thing. And and again, I'm not trying to, even with Bills fans, I'm not trying to like come at Bills fans because I'm a Bills fan and I love this fan base. But we make the excuses for when we love somebody. Yeah. Because it's the the same stuff. It's the same reason why people was getting tired of Zay Zay Jones in Buffalo because he wasn't going to get it. He wasn't fighting for it. And dude, at some point, at some point, we gotta like we gotta stop giving these dudes excuses. I don't care how much we love them. 
I don't yeah. care how great they are in the locker room and I don't care how fun they are on social media and all this stuff. I want to chip, man. Like I'm tired of the Buffalo Bills. And 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 okay. I'm no, also, be honest. I'm honest. Well, no, I am. I am, but I'm just I'm being I'm, I also want to want to be honest. Mm-hmm. We are six and two. Like it could be yeah. a lot worse. We're not For horrible. Sure. But what I'm saying is when you have those type of performances, we saw Gabriel Davis have a huge performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't have huge performances against everybody else. He's got 16 receptions for the year. That's not wide receiver two numbers. Like, it's just not. Outside of Stefan Diggs, we do not have a consistent threat that we can go to whenever Josh needs to get bailed out. I don't want Josh to have 800 yards rushing for the year. He's no. not Lamar Jackson. I don't want that. I want Josh to have 5,000 yards passing and maybe 250 rushing. Call me crazy. I know we got him in fantasy, so you want him to win your fantasy league. F your fantasy team, bro. F it. I want Josh Allen to be able to be healthy the entire year. I want our offensive line to protect him. And I want somebody who can get open quick so that way he don't have to hold on to the ball and get his arm strip-sacked and pulled back to where he has an injury on his elbow now. I don't want that. We need receivers that can get open, man. Like, I know everybody dislikes Cole Beasley because of his politics and because of the stuff that he says. Man, go ahead and trash him on Twitter, but let that dude play football. For real. And if it ain't him, then bring somebody in that can get open like him. And I'm sorry. Let's talk about it. We still ain't talked about the Vikings. Let's, let's, because I can, ugh. But it just hey, bugs me. We got to talk about it. It we just bugs to. me, man. It, it bugs bu- me too, man. We got to uh, talk about it. You know, you, yeah, I, you got it. You got, we miss Jamison Crowder. How about that? We do. We, and everybody was talking crap about him at the beginning of the year because he dropped one. Let, 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 let's be honest about it. He dropped one pass and everybody was ready to kick this dude off the team. He's not good. He dro- I bet Beasley would catch that. And then, but nobody wants to talk about how for the first couple of weeks, he was very, very consistent for Josh on those third and short situations. Mm-hmm. He was making big third down plays for Josh. And I can go back and run him back if y'all don't believe me. I'll go copy them joints and put them up on Twitter ASAP. That boy was out there doing his thing. We need that yeah. man back or we need somebody. I don't. I don't know who. I don't know now. Like it's free agents. Odell, right now. go get Odell, and, and and let's be done with this. Like, you got to figure out. Look, look. If if the Super Bowl, and I know it's the it's the top of their minds, but you got to figure out how to sign this man to a contract. Would you rather have Odell Beckham, or now I know Odell's twenty nine, he'll be thirty, or Gabriel Davis? I'd say give me Odell Beckham. I know what I'm getting with Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? Pay him because you're not, you're not, are you paying Gabriel Davis 20 mil a year? Let somebody else do that. And matter of fact, I trade Gabe Davis in in offseason. I would. Because you're not gonna be able to resign him. He's gonna want, he's gonna want that money. I'm sorry, but to you know, I know people are gonna people are gonna try to roast me on this. I don't care, and I will come with receipts. <laughs> I will come I with receipts. So don't don't even play me. Don't even play no, me. I can now see. I can't go that far to say I want to trade him. I can. I, no, no, no. You can, and and but I, what I'm saying is I see why you're saying that. Yeah. See, to me, I think Gabriel Davis with Diggs with Odell Beckham will be what we want. I don't think he's wide receiver too. You need somebody else that's going to take that energy away from the, like you, you need it. Like you absolutely need it. And dude, when we had Beasley last year, you know, and, I, and Beasley ain't number two, you know what I mean? But, but when we had Beasley last year, he's it, consistent. It, he's consistent. And when you have somebody that can get open on third downs like that, then Gabriel Davis can stretch the field and can do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about the Vikings. I keep saying let's, we're gonna talk, talk about, about the Vikings. Vikings. 
So Josh might not play. Josh might not play. Right. Coach McDermott said that he's hour to hour. I'm here now. <laughs> like is is the new um, injury uh, designation instead of it being day by day or week by week. He's he's hour by hour. Um, with or without Josh, what are you looking at? So let's talk about both. What do you? How do you feel about this game? What what, what do you see? Well, if I'm the Vikings, it's it's uh, Dalvin Cook all day, every day. I, I'm giving him the ball thirty times. The Bills are showing that they can't stop the run. They're having a, they're struggling stopping the run. I'm giving it to Dalvin Cook, and, and you know, Kirk Cousins is a saucy bro. You see, you see him on the plane with the chains and doing. You know, That's <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kirk Cousins is a saucy man. Uh, he, he, he's saucy right now, but I, I pound the rock, man. You know, and and I I I give you know Justin Jefferson some opportunities over top, and just methodically move the ball down the field. That's that's what that's my approach. If I'm the uh, Minnesota Vikings, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson is, is, you know, for a guy that's a new addition, he's he's playing pretty well. So oh, um, who would have thought getting traded, you can be used by the team before you fully know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Shots fired. Go right. Ahead. <laughs> it's true, though. We, 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 you know, we have the examples in TJ Hawkinson and, you know, McCaffrey. I mean, you got to use Naheem Himes. That right, you would think so. I mean, he's supposed to be good to be a slot, he could be in the James Cook. James Cook, oh my god, oh my god, use him. I'm top. Look, man, and I don't want to sound, I don't don't care what people think, bro. (laughs) Listen, McDermott, get off your high horse about playing these rookies, man. It's frustrating. If Brandon B said, Well, you know, Khalil Shakir is, is, is the second best pick that I've ever made. Then use them. Put use them. Why are you putting Bum McKenzie out there? Why <laughs> use James Cook? He looked he looked good last week in the limited time. Use Devin Singletary more. Like it, it, it's like they they want to be a Josh Allen centric offense, but they don't want to be right. Like you got to put Josh Allen is is the best quarterback in the league. You ask me. But you gotta be able to supplement, man, his usage and get these other guys going if you're gonna make a run in the playoffs. You got to, you got to. Man, what what's your what's your prediction for this game? I don't got annoyed, man. What's your, what's your prediction for this game? I think the Bills lose this game if Josh Allen does not play. I would say it's twenty three sixteen Vikings. Um, I I don't Case Keenum. I mean, we we seen we've seen what he is. Um, I just don't think that. I mean, you almost have to call a different style of offense for a Case Keenum than you would Josh Allen because Case Keenum is nowhere near the athlete Josh Allen is. So it's it's kind of good in the sense that maybe this will be the week if he doesn't play where they're going to have to rely on Naheem Himes. They're going to have mm-hmm. to rely on Singletary and Cook and maybe Khalil Shakir. They got to. They got to figure something out offensively. This is a good test for the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. To, to 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 call some diversity in, in, in this offense, man. You you got it's time to start mixing it up. You know, now we saw the first five, six weeks where teams were still trying to figure him out. I think teams kind of have an idea of him now. So how is he gonna bounce back from this? Where do you go from here? It's gonna be a, a big test, um, you know, to see where he's at this season. See, that's and that's what I said the other day to Bruce when Bruce was on the code of conduct. I'm like, well, I think I think this week might be the week where um 
I think we might surprise teams because I think now Ken Dorsey has to be a little more creative because he doesn't have yeah. Josh Allen. So I think now we might actually get play calls that that do get James Cook involved, that do get uh, Hines and all these other guys involved in the way that they should be successful. So right. I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, I'm, 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 I think I'm rolling with you. I think I'm going to say um, – I even hate picking against the Bills, you know, but I'm going to go if Josh doesn't play, I'm going to go uh, 21 to 17. Um, if, if And I'm going in favor of of the Vikings. If Josh plays, I mean, I think they still try to protect his arm, you know, so he won't be the Josh that we're used to. It's not going to be 40 throws out there. So even still, I think, you know, if Josh plays, it's, if we win, it's going to be close, like 23-20, something like that. But, um, man, it just it's, it sucks. It sucks. But anyway, let, let's let's lighten it up for it. Or it's not actually lightening it up. But um, today was the funeral uh, for one of hip hop's royalties, man. Um, and I know I'm I'm not a huge Migos fan and I've, I've been vocal about that prior to uh, the death of Takeoff. But I respect those guys and I respect what they've done. I know you you've been kind of listening to Takeoff and, and to the Migos a lot lately. This show, we typically I, we haven't done it much this year, but I'll be trying to get some hip hop talk in there. Um what is uh just i don't know just talk a little bit about about your your fandom and and uh the music and just whatever i mean i I've, i always like to to try and pay respects to somebody when they when they pass away like this and yeah. like i said he he take off his he was one of those dudes from what i gathered that like he wasn't even you know he wasn't even drama for people like he was one of those dudes one of the most quiet dudes stayed in his lane uh respected by everybody so for this to happen is a tragedy and uh you know but yeah let, let's talk a little bit about about how you feel about him and, and the funeral and everything that happened yeah man take off you know and we've talked about this for years but the migos is one of my favorite uh groups of all time and take off and young Dolph are my favorite rappers too, you know and i i've said you know i'm not one of those dudes that well just because they died you know i've been telling you this since i've known you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so i've been on this for a long time but uh take off man it, it's it's uh it it, it it hurts it still hurts seeing young Dolph die it, it, it hurts all these rappers getting getting shot and killed and it's sad but you know the cool thing that I really appreciate about takeoff is that like he wanted to be different it, from a from a, a lyrical standpoint like you know you've been putting me on to like real actual bars like to see the evolution if you go look at takeoff in the beginning and you mm-hmm. look at him now, you see the nuance in his style. Like he 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 got a lot better. And this last album that they came out with, uh, you know, Unkin Few, the uh only built for Infinity Links, man, mm-hmm. you really see takeoff just murder. I mean, he Quavo, I like Quavo, but he ain't takeoff. And, and so you know, if you get time, man, go go listen to Affinity Links. That's uh song number one. Bars in the captions they use uh you know, so fresh and so clean. They sampled that. Um, okay. Chocolate is another one. That's a dope one. And then, you know, if you go uh, messy and then nothing changed, man, he actually talks about dying, like like examples of dying. Like it's 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 life is so precious. It's crazy, um, man. You just and you just feel bad about how it all went down. Just the stories that's been coming out and just what and I've been replaying the clips just because. I'm the kind of person, man, I just, I just, I want to know. I want to know all the facts, you know, and uh, it broke my heart, man. And I haven't seen any of the clips from the funeral. And I don't think we probably won't even see any, but yeah. dude, it, 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 it's, and you, you taught me this 
you know, you always talk about, you know, telling your your family, your friends that you love them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and take off and offset, man. They, they've been having this kind of thing going on about loyalty. Right. And, and offset left the Migos. And now because of that beef, they'll never be able to reconcile, bro. Yeah. And, and so it's like you took a look at that instance and I look at my life and go, man, like life is too short to be having beef with people that you love family yeah, members you know what i'm saying so it's a lesson for all of us man recipes take off if you have an opportunity that's the best way you can support that man is go listen to his music seriously go listen yeah. to his music even if man even if you don't like the migos if you don't like you know just not your thing just listen to, just put the song just put the album on and just let it run for the whole you know just do, do that that's how you can help in this situation because there's no other way you're going to be able to we don't know the families personally like that, but it, it it still hurts to this day, man. Yeah, no, man. And and like I said, I, first, yeah, you know, if, if anybody's watching this or listening to this, like, make sure, you know, if y'all got any beef with y'all family, man, it ain't worth it. Like, and I'm talking family, like, yeah. you, you know, anybody you love and it don't have to be blood. But I mean, when you call somebody family, when you love somebody like that, man, squash that stuff. It ain't even worth it. It's so much. um I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. I kind of taught you that, but but I, I got that from you know. Again, same thing. Growing up and watching, you know, mm. I, I'm sure everybody remembers when Tupac and Biggie were killed. Yeah. Um, and then even recently, you know, a couple of years ago, man, it broke my heart when Nipsey Hussle was gone. Oh, and man. you know, so and, and you talked about Dolph. You talked about like we. It's like the list can keep going. We yeah. can just keep talking about um, a lot of these guys that I grew up looking up to and and listening to their music, and it's just like. You know, it's it's depressing when you look at it from that standpoint. But then at the same time, they do have music that that lives on forever. So, like you said, one of the best ways to go and support him is to and to keep his memory alive is to go and listen to his music and the, you know, man, party to it, party yeah. to it, take off, and, and the boys will want you to party. They they um, you know, this is sad, but but he was twenty nine. To think about all of the music that they created and the legacy that he left at twenty, he ain't even hit thirty. And the stuff that he, you know what I mean? Like the accomplishments. And he was, was there just to... coming up. Like this was this was the this breakout for him, bro. And he, they took him. They took him over something stupid. Took him. So, so yeah, everybody. What's the name of the album that they just dropped together? And like you said, without yeah. offset. Uh, only, only built for Infinity Links is the okay, name of so, the album. And so, yeah, go check I that like album it. out. Well, I mean, you would. You, you know, know like, no, I know. <laughs> So in all honesty, like, you know, because I've been telling you for years, like, I don't I don't really fool with, with the Migos. I don't like their style and blah, blah, blah. D- the last one they dropped together, like when they sampled Culture the Temptations three. on that. For, yeah, that yeah. one. I'm going to be honest. We with talked you, was, about that. We, we did. And I told we, you then, yeah. like, I was like, OK, this one I can actually because they because they were spitting. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, go go ahead and uh, support support take off go ahead and support the Migos and just try to keep his legacy alive on that, man. Um, I've been listening to like, Nas drop today. I'm a, that that King's Disease three. I'm gonna just tell y'all, man. Not it's not a classic. It ain't a five mic. It ain't one of those joints. But but Nas is still just showing that he's playing with people when it comes to like rap. Like he just knows what he's doing. And also Buffalo's own. Yo, if y'all if y'all don't go and listen to my man uh, West Side Guns' new album that he dropped last Chris week, Celta, just, just go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and listen to my dog, because <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you, it 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 is not, it, it ain't even kind of sort of a game, but what they doing, like every it, he every year he's dropping one or two projects, and it's like consistently good music. It's just 
Oh. Hey, what, what, what is what's I gonna do? Do do do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for those of y'all who don't know, so when when me and Smith was in Buffalo, dog, we were bumping West Side Gun, and we were just dying laughing when that man would go do do do. <laughs> He, he, his ad libs are probably yeah. some of the funniest in the game. Yeah, but, yeah for sure. But, but yo, I rep my boys, and and it's not just because they're from Buffalo, but it's like, uh, for me, bars, hip hop, yeah. bars, and and um, this is one of those albums too. I, I feel like Westside, don't beat me down, homie. I feel like a couple albums that he dropped, it was kind of like he was just like, look, I'm here for the culture, so I'm gonna drop some some collabs, I'm gonna have some this, but he wasn't really like mm-hmm. spitting the way I was used to him. Yo, this album. He he he's back like rapping like he was rapping on the come up. So you know what I mean. If y'all get a chance to go check his latest one out, uh, Armani Caesar just dropped another one. So like I said, my, my people, they be they be doing it, man. They dropping, they dropping, they dropping. Okay, so go and go and check my people out. Get with them and um, yeah yeah. So shout out to my man Tuan. Like I said, he wasn't able to join us this week. He's on he's on bye week, so he decided to take some time off. Uh. I know you got some stuff coming this weekend, intentional ground and dropping this yep. week. So what, yep. what's happening, man? Like, let's talk about that real quick. And, and if you got any articles or something, let's, let's get to it. Yeah, man. So uh, I'll be back this week with intentional grounding, man. Talk about this uh, Vikings game. I do, you know, I got some uh, aspects from watching the Vikings old film that I, I'm going to share uh, that that's going to be, that's going to be popping. Uh, again, I'm not guaranteeing a bill's victory if Josh Allen doesn't play, but uh, it'll at least, you know, continue to give us some insight on what to expect for this weekend. So I'll be dropping that. Uh, 11 a.m. Sunday morning, Eastern time. So be there. Buffalo Rumblings is bringing it. We got all the content coming. We just dropped a show with, with Jerry Ostrowski, uh, Sarah Larson, and, and my man, Coach Schroeder. Check that joint out. It's called The Three Man Rush. We got um, Time to Shine coming back. So tomorrow, or not tomorrow, I, fe- I keep feeling like today, Saturday. Uh, Sunday, right after the game, it's going to be a call-in show. So we're going to be able to let people call in, jump in on the show, tell, tell us how you feel. Uh, we got Buffalo late night coming, starting with us Monday night. We got, uh, I mean, we just, we just doing it. We doing, doing I got it. a big announcement coming next week. A big announcement coming next week. Um, we're adding more talent to Buffalo Rumblers, man. So let, let's just, let's get it. Code of Conduct is back. Uh, chop up. All of this. We doing it. We doing it. And y'all know how we do it over here. Y'all take care of each other. Love each other. Live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go let's Bills. Go.